this is Kelsey Snipes, and you're listening to the Vanilla Beaners Podcast. Okay, what's up, Paul? Hey, what's going on, Selena? I was about to call you Kelsey. <laughs> the other other That's lesbian. Right. <laughs> That's close enough. Anyways, you guys, uh, today we have a very special guest, the most special guest of all the special guests. It's my very own wife and life partner. Uh, give it up for Kelsey. That's a stupid way to. She forgot my name for a second. No, I just I was I was introducing you like it was for a stand-up bit, and that's not what we're doing at all. So that was my bad. That are you were gonna call Anyways, me Wesley? Anyways, our, our guest today is my lovely, talented, smart wife, Kelsey Snipes. Thanks for being here, Kelsey. Thank you. I feel like Selena's embellishing a little bit, but thank you. (laughs) Giving it up. Well, hold on. So what do your dogs rank? If if your sign on your front door says, save the dogs, then what? what, what (laughs) The people are responsible for getting themselves out. Like (laughs) That's that's how that works. The dogs can't do it because they're like, oh, can I eat this? No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next, next would be the one to try to lick it and eat it. Because that's not throws well, me, me off. Too. Wow, that's funny. Yeah, Just that's, because, okay, when they say flaming Hot Cheetos, bad. that's not what they meant. Not bad. Anyway, so, okay. What's up, Paul? Not, I, what have you been up to? Well. Um, Family stuff? Yeah, all the time when I'm home. Yeah. But, but let, let me, what's been on my mind is is Kobe Bryant. It's mm-hmm. it, it's so number one, uh R. I. P. Kobe and his daughter. It's uh it's very sad. I was never I was never a huge Kobe fan. Never. Right. Or Lakers or any, it was always San Antonio Spurs. When everyone was all about Michael Jordan, I was about David Robinson. People had twenty three jersey, I had number fifty. Then in ninety seven, whenever Tim Duncan joined the Spurs that was it, man. I was uh, it's been Spurs ever since Tim David Robinson's rookie year. That's when we first moved to San Antonio. Do you think that's because you're like a Hispanic in West Texas? Because no. my family is really into the Spurs yeah. too, and that's beca- I think it's like a regional thing. And well, I didn't know about. Well, the and Spurs. also the other thing about the Spurs that I'm not a sports fan at uh, all, uh-huh. at all. But the one thing that I do recognize about the Spurs is that they seem to be good sportsmen. You know, they have good. Yeah. They they exhibit good sportsmanship. Right. They're always like. You know, I think that's something that like Popovich like instills yeah. in his players yeah, for, sure. For, sure. for sure. He's he's so, an amazing coach and like he, right. yeah. Well, this it goes back to I didn't even know who the Spurs were until we moved down there mm-hmm. in David Robinson's rookie year, and that's when I fell in love with the team. We used to go watch the games at the Hemisphere Arena mm-hmm. downtown, and this is the old arena, and I was hooked, man, and I was hooked all the way up until Tim Duncan retired, and then. Um, and it, I didn't care for Kobe. I didn't care for Shaq because those, for those three years they they beat the Spurs out of the uh, playoffs and they won the titles. They won three titles um, back to back to back. And then in when Duncan retired a few years ago, a couple years ago, and these coaches started getting political. I just I don't I don't care. I don't care about yeah. Spurs. I don't care about sports unless my kids are playing them. But mm-hmm. right. But with what Kobe did and the stories you're hearing, I didn't hear this. I didn't see this because I didn't care about anything but the Spurs. And after he passed, there's been man, there's been a lot of stuff going on on yeah, on social sure. media. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of ugliness. There's a lot. Honestly, of- I didn't realize 
how many people cared about Kobe Bryant until after he died just because I've never, I mean, I've never followed sports. Kelsey uh-huh. knows this. I've never given a shit about any sport yeah. or any athlete or anything. Mm-hmm. But I think also, too, for, for people y'all's age and, and younger, Kobe Bryant was your generation's Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. And I see that. So that makes sense. When you look at, so Kobe Bryant has been in a lot of stuff and a lot of cartoons, shows, Moesha. There's, I mean, you look at social media Moesha. app and the, <laughs> he'll be on it. And and the, the what? <laughs> okay, so here's what here's what draws me in, and here's what I've been thinking about is people who make jokes, whether you consider them jokes or not. People are still doing this in, I guess, in the name of comedy. With comedy, yeah. it's I'm talking specifically about Ari Shafir. Mm-hmm. I like Ari. I listen to Ari's. Well, didn't he get he got dropped by his well agency? W- that wasn't his agency. No, it, no, that's not. Who, I don't know what agency that was, but that wasn't his. Now, did he get dropped? I don't know, but that's not his agency. So, every person that has died, every famous person, he's always made a joke about it, mm-hmm. or if you call it a joke, some people yeah. call it distasteful tweets, distasteful right. whatever. Mm. So he did this, and he was attacked. He was attacked by a lot of Mexicans. A lot. Well, I mean, Mexicans really are on Twitter. What am I talking about? But <laughs> on Facebook, they are right. A lot of Mexicans in our area. So early blacks, in the podcast, Paul, the, with your racism. And, and so, and here's the thing, though, with with what Ari Shafir says. Whenever David Bowie died, he made jokes about that. He what made, did Ari Shafir say? He put a video out there about man. I don't know. I didn't even finish watching the video. He was in Charlotte. Charlotte was was a team that originally drafted Kobe, and and then West was the GM, and he orchestrated a trade from Charlotte so that he could get Kobe Bryant when he was 18, 17 years old, 18. And uh, Ari was doing a show in Charlotte that night, and... He went on about something about a rapist and some other stuff. And, and, and I think this was pride. I'm not making excuses. Look, like, you know, all these guys that like to do like edgy jokes yeah. and like they try to be like on the front end edge of lords, what? Yeah. Yeah. The edge lords. Right. I think we finally found the edge lords edge. <laughs> well, okay. But then these same people will turn around and make jokes about. Um, okay. So we, let, let, let me, before we get to that, let me finish this with Ari, the Sorry Shafir thing. Whenever he, whenever David Bowie died, and he was, granted, David Bowie wasn't Kobe Bryant. David Bowie right. wasn't. But the, I mean, to somebody like me, David Bowie means a lot more to me than Kobe Bryant ever did. But that's, I mean, it's all subjective. Yeah, you're right. It's all subjective. So, so no one was saying that Ari Shafir was being well. He's white. So let me think of someone else. I don't know. <laughs> no one was saying that, that Ari Shafir was being a homophobe or right. whatever David right. Bowie was. But when Kobe died, and he made this. He posted this video. Let's not even call it a joke, okay? Yeah. But he's a comedian, so he was doing it because that's what he's done. That's yeah. his shtick. He, he, he got a lot of heat about race. He's, he's a racist. Check out this racist. Here's this racist, this Jew, Ari Shafir, and death threats. And I'm going through, and they're talking yeah. about, let's go, quote, unquote, support this dude. And I'm like, dang, man. And, and I tweeted nothing about it. I didn't comment on any of the stuff. I just didn't. I didn't want that heat. I didn't even want they, they doxed Ari, from what I understand. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, man, this is this is crazy. This is he was a basketball player. Yeah, he meant a lot to a lot of people, but he was it was a he was a yeah, basketball player. The core of it, player. the only reason he meant anything to anyone is because he was such a great basketball player. And that's not to diminish his accomplishments right. or the man that he was, but 
I understand that he means a lot to any to to everyone, and I would never. It's interesting that this is the one person that people don't want to make jokes about. Yeah. People make jokes about everybody yes. else, yes. but Kobe Bryant, they don't want to touch that. Yeah. Why I, is that? That's I, that, so interesting to me. That's a good. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm not gonna make. But jokes I think about to me, it. it's just like that's what people. This is the one thing the most people are sensitive about. Because I have my own sensitivities yeah. too. I mean, we all have our own little right. trigger words that we don't like to hear right. that we don't think is right. that are funny or whatever. But right. I think we finally found. Is the one thing that people don't want to touch, but it's like, why not? And honestly, I don't, I just, the only reason I wouldn't make a joke about it is because I don't know enough about professional sports mm-hmm. to make a joke about sports. Every time I try to make a joke about a sport, it always, I always fuck it up because I never remember the difference between <laughs> basketball and football. <laughs> so this is a football bat. And, uh, yeah. So it, I gotta kick it into the end zone. <laughs> looking at these videos, looking at these, these videos and these Kobe tributes and with his daughter, it made me think about my daughter, my 12 year old. Kobe Bryant was born in 78. I was born in 78. My daughter's 12. His daughter's 13. And it, 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 it makes you, it makes you really want to, cherish those those moments and do more with with your kids and with this specifically my daughter because of that relationship you saw with Kobe and right. his daughter so right my wife and I were talking and, and she says I don't want to hear any of the stuff you're going to say about this I said, I'm not going to say anything I haven't I'm not going to say anything tweet anything I'm right. just going to read to you what 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 these people are saying right. what, what these quote-unquote jokes are and she's like I don't want to hear it and so that's fine and my wife is the type of person that you always hear if you don't like it Turn it off. If you don't like my show, don't come to my show. If you don't like what's on TV, turn the channel. That's my wife. She's gonna turn the channel. Mm-hmm. She's not that gonna fall. She's not At gonna least call. She has some good sense. But she's not. She's not. <laughs> I mean, she tried to turn the channel on me, right? But there's no turning this channel. Man. Yeah, that's the she one mistake she made. <laughs> so, so right. she said. So right. she's like, I don't want to hear it. And she's not gonna. She's not gonna write a complaint. She's not gonna call any. She's just not gonna do it. I don't. I don't need that. Right. I'm not gonna do it. So. My question to both of you is, is there anything off limits? No. In comedy? Say no. In comedy, no. I mean, it's everything's all subjective, like everyone yeah. has said. Yeah. Like, I mean, nothing is off limits, but I think you definitely figure out, I mean, especially depending on the crowd. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it really all depends on the crowd that you're playing to. If you're playing to a crowd uh-huh. that really loves Kobe, they're not going to give a shit about whatever joke you have. Yeah. Even if it's hilarious, right? Yeah, even if it's funnier than it is offensive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's my that's my whole thing. It's like it should be funnier than it is offensive, but it's also very subjective. I I agree with you. I don't think anything is off limits, but also if you're gonna say it, you've got to be ready for the consequences. Yeah, and the repercussions for sure. Definitely, definitely, for sure. So you you, it's not. This is not the world it was. This is a different world. Ari Shafir is a little bit older than me, uh, but. I'm pretty sure he could say that stuff. He, people talk about 9-11. After 9-11, yeah. there were people making yeah. jokes. There was this one story that, I don't know if it's Ari or, or Cameron podcast, where they said Missy Shore did not let this one specific comedian up for weeks after 9-11 because that's what this guy does. He goes straight for that. Yeah. that well, and the other thing is too just soon like, comic. Yeah. 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 But people have different ways of dealing with with tragedy. Mm-hmm. Like People have different ways of coping with tragedy, and that's the way like I cope with shit is like, if people want to make about a joke about anything, yeah. I'm never gonna say, "Hey, you shouldn't. No. You shouldn't say that joke." Right. I mean, right. I'm, I'll tell you if I don't think it's funny. But now, but, but words, even it, it, probably more so than ever. Yeah, I'll put it this way: uh-huh. I don't get offended by anything really anymore uh-huh. because most of the things people say don't matter to me. Okay. It doesn't affect me unless you're saying it to me Directly in a conversation. To you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, unless you're treating me in a way that I don't like. 
I don't really care what you have to say. This, this, does that make sense? Like it, it does. It does. This, like most of the people, even if they, even if like the people that I consider friends, the people that I consider peers and that I respect a lot, yeah. as long as you're not being directly disrespectful to me, yeah. then it doesn't bother me. This one comedian, I think it was Kim Congdon, she said, Kobe didn't give a fuck about y'all. <laughs> which which, which makes sense. Yeah. There's some stuff that like that that makes me laugh. I saw the one today from Kevin Brennan, which is Neil Brennan's older brother. And he said, my wife wants me to take a helicopter to Vegas. Oh, God. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. But, that's, but, but again, I... I'm with you. I don't think there's anything off limits. Um, yeah. Sure. It, it, I wish I wish more people were like my wife, where my wife don't want to hear a lot of my stuff. Yeah. And, and she, so she doesn't. Yeah. She don't want, and she's like, I don't want to hear it. And, but she's not going to, again. Yeah, it's like, you don't have to listen, but she, also you don't have to complain about it. Right. And she mm-hmm. doesn't, she's not, she's, get it out. Let's, let's not even deal yeah. with that. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. And I wish there were more people like that, man. Yeah, I wish I could sure. be like that. For you sure. know, because it festers yeah. me like, hold on, I need to say something. I need to say something. I need to tweet something. I need to. <laughs> man, I wish I could just ignore it. Yeah. Right. It's tough. It is. But they're, they're, but rest in peace, Kobe Bryant sure. and his daughter. It's yeah, uh, it is sure. sad. Well, and, I was and actually like more sad about his daughter than yes. I was about him, honestly. Yes. Because she was so so young. young. She's thirteen. Yeah. yeah. She didn't get to drive. No. She didn't get to like go to any parties. She didn't get to drink, I'm yeah. sure. Like, do you think like, she do you think she had her first kiss yet? Exactly. Yeah, like there's not. so yeah, much like, she that didn't she even get to figure out. And the other didn't. family that was on that that helicopter also lost a young daughter. I think there were two more her age. Two yeah. more daughters. Two more yeah. girls their age. It's just sad. It it's is. Super sad. It is. So that was just the question I had. What's off limits? And we all agree here is nothing. Nothing. I honestly didn't realize how much professional athletes had an impact on the on our, you know, our American society uh-huh. in general. Because I've never followed any of that. Even when I was yeah. in high school and I was in the band, I never watched a single goddamn football game yeah. because I just didn't care about it. But yeah. I mean, I know right. it's different for everybody. So like, to a lot of people, they're revered like role models. Yeah, yeah. and they can do no wrong. I mean, Kobe was what? Wasn't he like convicted of rape or something? And no, like, he never. He wasn't. Convicted. He wasn't convicted. Went to court. They settled out of court. Yeah. Okay, it was an allegation. You just pissed a lot of people off right now. <laughs> an alleged. <laughs> Rapist, and like he could do no wrong. Like yeah. everyone, well, and also still like puts I, him on I, a pedestal. now, now I finally understand the real impact he had on people was because I saw a lot of people saying like this. This guy basically raised me and taught me like you know hard work, perseverance, all that stuff yeah. makes mm. a difference. And I do, I do believe in that. I do think that's true. And and as far as I know, he apologized for whatever actions that he took in that charge. Mm-hmm. And that's important because I don't think anybody should be canceled forever unless they just don't acknowledge what they did. Mm-hmm. Like for, I mean, you know, babe, that um, Agreed. the man who married us right. asked me to marry him and his wife, but he was also accused of. Um, sexual harassment. Yeah, sexual harassment in the workplace. But so just a good time. Man, then. <laughs> shut up, Bob. I'm just saying. But good this game. This man, honestly, he's a good man. He's a feminist. He made one wrong. You know, he made a mistake, but he's taken the steps. He's apologized, and he's you know gotten into counseling. Mm-hmm. He's done everything he can to you know make it right. And I think that's important. And I think. You know, if we're supposed to do anything, it's we're supposed to forgive each other and we're supposed to love each other. Yes, yes. Well, this is this is where I I, I agree. Let's 
let's whenever whenever someone dies, we tend to we tend to just focus on all the positive because why do you want to remember the negative about that person, right? What's mm-hmm. that Jim Morrison quote? Um, uh, lyric is death makes angels of us all and gives us wings where we had shoulders smooth as raven's claws. I like that. See, when my dad passed, but my it's dad- true because whenever somebody dies, you never say like. And I don't. I think Hannibal Burris has a joke about that. It's like whenever somebody dies, you never say bad shit about them. Like he, his joke is like, um, Rick. He wasn't always killing people. <laughs> like, he has this whole bit about, like, whenever somebody dies, you never say negative shit about them. And it's true. And I, and I don't think I don't think that, like, one negative action definitely doesn't define a person. No. But it is a part of that person's story, and it is important to acknowledge that. You've got to take my, like, my dad. you got to take my dad as a whole. So whenever I gave his eulogy when he passed away, I was 27. And I said, let's remember Isaiah's for, for the laughter he brought into our lives. I didn't say, let's. Let's not remember anything he did that was negative. Yeah. Let's forget that. No, I said let's focus on this right here. Mm-hmm. So with Kobe Bryant, let's focus on 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 what he meant to a lot of people. Let's focus on that. Uh, acknowledge that. Yeah, he, this other stuff was done too. But it's even though he's even he passed and he's not going to get. Uh, why can't? And this sounds. This is. I, I, I'm, he's 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 not gonna. He's dead. He's not gonna be here anymore. Right. But we are. We're going to focus on the positive he did, and yeah, not and the negative. Yeah, and he did a lot of positive. So you've got to focus on him as a whole man. So he's 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 been redeemed, and he will be redeemed for a majority of America, more majority of the U.S. Right. So well, he's in essence, his angels. He had a he had a second chance, and he's going to get that even more so. Where we're all going to remember Kobe Bryant for all the positive he did. Right. There's some people who are going to focus on the negative, but for the most part, focus on the positive. So why can't we get that now with for some everyone. people? Worst people's, worst people's, I've heard this phrase to Tim, why don't to, we remember the road that? to redemption. Where's that at? Where's your second chances? It's this whole cancel culture thing. And people say, well, that cancel culture thing is not, not, not a real thing. I don't know, man. Well, I think it is. Yeah, but I mean, it also depends on like whenever... Okay, so the difference between, like, Kobe Bryant and somebody like Louis C.K. is that Kobe Bryant apologized. Kobe Bryant took the steps that he needed to take to get to where he is. Also, likewise, with the guy that I'm going to do his wedding in a few months. Mm -hmm. It's like he apologized. He's taking the steps that he needs to to kind of correct his – I mean, not necessarily correct his behavior because you can't take back what's already been done. But you're taking steps to amend, right? You're making amends. And Louis C.K. has never made those amends. So as far as I'm concerned, it's about what, it's not really necessarily about what you've done in the past, but the steps that you're taking to amend that behavior or the steps that you're taking to apologize or at least own up to it. At least fucking own up to the shit that you did. If you know that you did the shit, Mm -hmm. at least say that you fucking did it. Own up to it. Take responsibility. Be a fucking man. Take responsibility for what you've done. So if they take responsibility, but they don't apologize, does that, does that factor in with you? I think they should. I mean, if they think that what they have done yeah. is wrong, then they should apologize. But then some people are still like, well, it doesn't matter if they apologize or not. We we get a second chance to this people or this person's no, redeemed, but not these other people over I here. I think everybody should get a so second, a third, a fifth chance. I agree. And everybody's had that we all opportunity sin and fall short until, of the, short of the glory of God. Right. We've all sinned and come short. Yeah, yeah. We've all seen falling short of glory. That's right. I don't know. I don't know what. I mean, it doesn't matter if you believe in God or not. It's like we all fuck up. If you want to apologize, no. if you want to try to make things better, and then that's what's important. 
Yeah, we all believe in God except for Risha Shisha because he's a socialist. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say, let me segue into that dude right there. We were just talking about IB and AP classes for high school, and I was like, yeah, this whole international baccalaureate, it's uh, yeah, it's all socialist stuff. And he's like, well, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, name one name, name one country foreign that that's socialist. And I said, uh, France. He's like, no, they're far from it. I said, no, they're Satanist. Then there's something. <laughs> Satanist <laughs> socialist. I don't know. You pick. We're talking about high school classes, yeah. Yeah, because because it, it's international. I said, won't you throw international in there for me? Mm, well, what were you like? Game in, over. In, in high school, Paul, do you think you were the same person that you are now? No, well, <laughs> no. Uh, no, I was, I was, I was, I was well. I, okay, if I say I'm an idiot, you're like, well, what are you now? <laughs> but well, you've was, come a long I was, way. <laughs> I was, I was, I was more. I wanted. I made a lot of uh, rash decisions. I did. I mean, I had a kid at 17. I got married in high school, and then joined the military a month after I was in basic training. So there right. was. I I knew I wanted to provide for my family. Uh-huh. I knew I didn't want. I, I just wanted a better life for 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 my family, for my daughter. Then I wanted to give her what I didn't have. So it, it I was a dumbass. But prior to that, in elementary and stuff, man, I was afraid of everything, dude. I was afraid of my own shadow, and I just <laughs> so I just overcompensated for that when I got to junior high. Don't get me wrong, I was still afraid, but I was putting on a good front. Like, oh man, I'm I'm tough. Man, I wasn't tough. I'm still not so you, tough. You were putting on this uh, front of being tough and being something that uh-huh. you really weren't so no. what, what about you kelsey what were you like in high school oh god you wouldn't have liked me in high school i was the preppy goody two shoes that led um uh, like the bible study on wednesdays <laughs> and oh, i actually <laughs> actually played lead guitar in the worship band gross like that was i was the one who was wearing two polos with the collar popped and the leggings oh, with the Christ. mini skirt. Like, I would wear skirts and shit. Like, I was a completely different person. I had long hair yeah. that I would, like, straighten. I would actually wear makeup. And, like I said, yeah, skirt with yeah. leggings underneath. Pentecostal to- or what? <laughs> no, Baptist, Southern yeah. Baptist. It was worse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> worse. Yeah, that's how I grew up. And, like, I don't know. It's... At a certain point, whenever you grow up, like you start questioning things instead of listening to like older people tell you the things that are quote unquote true and like, right? I don't know. It's right. So, part of your coming of age story was definitely you going into the military, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my grandfather was in the Air Force. Um, he was actually a recruiter for quite a while and we would talk about it. He'd show me all his pictures and I Mm -hmm. thought it was the coolest thing. And like, I don't know what it was in me. I, um, I don't know. I just, I wanted to like follow that legacy. Do you think it was just like a familial thing? Like you wanted to honor your family or? Uh, Yeah. I mean that, like there were perks, you know, like GI Bill and whatnot. Right. Yeah, right. but I mean, like, it wasn't just that. Like, I really did like want to help my country and like help yeah. people in general. Um, so, what what did you do in delayed enlistment or what? Um, no, I um, let's see. I so I graduated high school mm-hmm. and then 
I went to Eastern New Mexico University in Portales. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you the can green, go. The Greyhounds, right? Go Greyhounds. Yeah, the green. That's the thing. It's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, she's doing these signs. It yeah. looks like a Doberman. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the Greyhound sign. <laughs> go Dobermans. <laughs> so well, I, I ended up going to that school. Because back when you left. Um, I ended up going to that school because my uncle went to that school, my dad's brother, and he died in a car wreck really young, like in his 20s. Yeah. And I never I never met him. But um, but I was like, oh, that's cool. I want to, you know. That he died? I want to check oh, out, like, oh. <laughs> my <laughs> uncle's legacy and, like, see, like. <laughs> like, calm down, Kelsey. Like, also, shout out or head nod yeah. to Kelsey's dead uncle because that's the reason we have our intro music. Yeah. Thanks to his beautiful guitar. Oh, yeah, he, is that it? Yeah, yeah, that electric uncle's yeah. guitar. Put a photo of that up, yeah. man. <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah, what was his name? I'll do it as part of our next his, episode. His name was Neil. Neil. Um, he was, <laughs> from what my dad tells me, a hellion. Yeah. Whenever he was in oh, we college, love hellions. Oh, whenever he was in college, um, him and his buddies, like, uh, there was this one guy that they thought was like a like kind of a weird guy that like, mm-hmm. they would just like mess with all the time. So, and he drove a Volkswagen Beetle, like the old school ones. Yeah. And so somehow him and his buddies lifted this yeah. Volkswagen Beetle and there was like a Jesus. horseshoe bench yeah. Yeah. somewhere on campus. And like they put it bumper to bumper on this <laughs> horseshoe bench. <laughs> and like he came out of class and was like, what the fuck is my car doing here? <laughs> so and like there was um he would also get like you know the vinyl record like i don't i just want to call them cases the cardboard things yeah, yeah. so he would get shaving cream open them up shove all as much shaving cream in there as he could shove it under the dorm rooms of like someone he wanted yeah. to mess with and then jump on jump, it and yeah. all that shaving cream Jesus. would go all over yeah. the place in their dorm room and um, he would get like one of those like fifty gallon trash cans, yeah. Fill it with water, and there were elevators in the dorm room or in the dorm buildings. So <laughs> he would he would like fill it up, um, and once he was like getting out of the elevator and the doors were closing, he'd kind of he'd have the trash can in the elevator and kind of lean it against the door and so the next person that would get in the elevator <laughs> all this water would just fall on it. <laughs> i was like funny. man i wish he was alive because he sounds so cool that's funny sounds like a good time <laughs> for like sure. we'd play some drinking games with us oh for sure he'd be he'd be a blast so then you so you didn't do the late enlistment so you went to eat at the greyhound school and then mm-hmm. um i from like after my first semester, I was like, "This isn't like kind of going as fast as I wanted mm. it to." Like, so I um. I what was, was like, your well, major? Biology. Um, I was majoring in biology, minoring in chemistry because I wanted to go pre med. Okay. Um, still want to, but uh, we'll see how that yeah. goes because I've got a year left and Dang, long story. But <laughs> um, I. I was like, yeah, I think I want to. I think I want to enlist because my my grandfather, like I was saying, um, who was in the Air Force, I felt this kind of like legacy thing that I like partially like, like a that familial was, obligation, kind of. Yeah, kind of like that. And um, but he passed away shortly after I graduated high school, and even in high school, my senior year, I I contemplated whether or not I wanted to enlist. 
so finally in 2009, I enlisted. Um, I enlisted for six years, was the agreement, and went through basic training just fine. Got to tech school. I was assigned as a medic because mm-hmm. uh, wow. I went in open general. I lucked out and got medic because I loved the medical field. I was a CNA and phlebotomist. Like got those certifications and in high school. Right. Um, Let's go. I'm asking a question about basic training. Did yeah. you know what you were getting into whenever you did the whole military thing and then basic training? Uh, mostly I knew. Like kind of like what it entailed. Did you and watch a video? Be, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> was, they said there was a video. I, know, I, I never mean, watched no, a video you, if there was one. <laughs> hold on, I say video like a VHS. It was an actual there VHS. There was a tape. For, yeah, there was for us. So it was like an elementary school when they rolled out the like cart with the TV. Yeah, on. my recruiter said something about <laughs> Scott Anderson said something about it. Well, got a tape, but I guess he didn't have it. I never. So you, whenever I went in, I didn't know we were going to be wearing fatigues and boots and stuff. I did not know any of that. I just know that I was married already with it with a baby, and I needed I needed to do something. So mm-hmm. when you got to basic, did you know? Yeah, I'm gonna do running. Did you know where you were fatigues? Did you know what, what did you, what did you know? Um, I, I mean, I had already like talked to my grandfather since he was a recruiter, okay. like kind of getting okay. an idea of like how it was gonna work. Yeah. And then even my my recruiter, I kind of like questioned like what is this and this and mm-hmm. what's gonna go on? What should I expect? He he was he was helpful in that. Like I had already at that point. Um, I'd been running a lot. Like, I was running, like, 16 miles a week mm-hmm. minimum. Dang. Yeah. And, um, She's athletic. So, and, like, I was doing, like, some, a little bit of strength training. I was taking a lot of, like, vitamins and stuff. Like, I was I was in really good condition, honestly. <laughs> Thank goodness for for the military. And um, so, like, Holy I knew I was going to do push-ups and sit-ups and all this Damn. fun stuff. So I was working at Long John Silver's and flipping donuts after I got fired from that at United. I didn't run anything. I didn't do any push-ups. And I didn't. That's great. But you even got the job you wanted. Yeah, I I really well, lucked out. Because you was in the out. Air Force and you were in the no, Army. I wasn't. No, I was in the Air no, Force too. No, we were too. both in the oh, Air Force. Oh, yeah, I told I told uh, I told my recruiter. I said, "Hey, I don't want anything dealing with guns." And he's like, all right, he comes back with his job. Chair Force. And he says, "Yeah," and he says, "Hey, man, we got this thing. It's an Armed Systems Troop." And I said. Hold on, is that deal with guns? I said, dude, I want something I can work on the outside here. I don't want to go work for Saddam when I get out, right? And he's like, well, if you don't, you don't want to do any real work, you, no, you know. He said, if I don't, he said, if, if you don't take this job now, who knows when the next job will be available? So right. he pressured and who me. Who knows that. what it is? Yeah. So so I said, all right, I guess I'll take it, man. At least a month after I graduate, it's that's how naive I was. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it. So what what is your? Were you scared when you got to basic? I mean, I was nervous because I didn't know, like, what the MTIs were going to be like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what is MTI for those of us who are not <laughs> military people? Military training instructor. Um, I had I didn't know, like, if they were going to be lax or if they were going to be, like, uptight, like you see in those old military movies, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, full metal jacket. Yeah. like everybody all an F word. Yeah. yeah, well, like you couldn't, you Fuck. couldn't, like now you, you know what effort I'm talking about. Paul. Really do it, like it's yeah. it's it's different now. Like I remember 
hearing that. a rumor that like our brother flight, their MTI got a stripe taken away because he like either assaulted or threw Jesus. a chair or did something to one threw of the... Threw a chair? That's a bad thing? I don't know. Like, and hit at... Paul's like, I throw chairs at my kids. At another trainee. So, like, I don't know if that was true or, like, he hit one of his trainees. I don't know. That was the rumor. Did y'all <laughs> have... Like, okay. okay, so when I went in 97, you could... Uh... I mean, they would, they would they would poke you and they would, they would get in your oh, face yeah. and yell at you. But did y'all have... I heard something about the later flights had what they call stress cards, where if, uh, if is that like soccer when you have a yellow card yes, and a red card like you and put, shit like, like that? A drill instructor is on your ass and you pull out a stress card like I it's too much I can't handle oh. it. Did y'all do that? No, I've heard of that, but I've we so didn't a, have okay, any well, of that we, shit. I don't know my, if that was my after stress us. card was my pillow at night, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. Did you? Did you so where your where your squadron was at? Could you see the McDonald's arches on the outside of the gate? No, dude. I thought about escaping so many times. I was scared. No, man. dude. Like all of our all of our windows were like above our lockers. Uh-huh. Like we couldn't see the outside yeah, world. At I don't all. think I would have made it like four hours into the no. military. As soon as somebody yelled at me, I'd be like, "Look, you know, I don't what? have I'm to done. deal with this shit. My mom's got money. You better get the fuck <laughs> away from me right now. Look, my uncle is a lawyer." Go away. They used to say they used to say smoke them if you got them came from 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 the military right where you got a break smoke them if you got them so we called it a patio break where you go out and we didn't have cell phones in ninety seven so you had these you had to buy these 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 calling cards oh we and still had to do that whenever I was there and they in had the phone booth there and you had to yeah. run to and then you would get so many minutes and then you would <laughs> bah, it would cut off what was really bad is like before I. I Got to basic training. Yeah. I went through my cell phone uh-huh. and wrote down in a actual paper like book. Why is that funny? The phone, the phone <laughs> numbers and the names of everyone that I was gonna call. I was like, oh my god, this is so old school. <laughs> Again, why is that? Why is that funny? I don't. I, don't. I had a little. I had a little black some book. interior military joke, but so so then they had a vending machine in there, and I went in July and. The the drill instructor the the MTM the MTIs they would we just call them drill instructors they would say uh, they say all right make your phone calls and drink your chocolate because you, the chocolate was all melted in the vending machine <laughs> so you you would put your fifty cents and in. it's time to go yeah you put your fifty cents in and, the, and then you would yeah, then you, you, you would squeeze it like it like it's a like it's a push pop it's right? a go <laughs> you would squeeze it towards <laughs> more. <laughs> It's toothpaste, Gogurt. I like that, man. And that they would say, make your phone calls and drink your chocolate. Yeah, we couldn't even use the vending machines. What? We couldn't even get any kind of sweets or dessert. We couldn't what? have cereal. Air Force thing. You guys no. had to be more serious about it or what? No, our MTI was like, y'all can't have any kind of sweets because y'all can't gain weight that way whenever at the end of the year they Shit. look at your numbers whenever you got here versus whenever you graduated. There's a bigger deficit and like, because they have like this little like carousel thing yeah. that had yeah. like all the like desserts and cakes and shit in it and we would just yeah, walk the military by it is and definitely cry. not for me ever. I could have never ever been in the fucking military. <laughs> okay, question, question, question. So for dudes, we slept in our brown t-shirts because mm-hmm. you have brown or was it black back then? It was quote unquote sand t-shirts, yeah. but we would we would sleep in our PT gear because we'd get up oh, okay. at four. Or whatever to yeah. like go for a run. So a lot of dudes slept in their underwear and t-shirts. Mm-hmm. 
Good story. That was it. Paula really knew that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was thinking. Anyway, um, I was, I was and then, do you want to... <laughs> Paul, did you know anybody in your unit that was um, discharged from the military for Don't Ask, Don't Tell? No, no, there was... Because no. that was before, that was... Or people weren't weren't concerned about that at that at that point when you were in the when were what were the years that you were well Clinton was already in there so it was already don't has don't right, tell in right. ninety seven but we that stuff wasn't we didn't people weren't worried about we that they weren't like yeah no people here's the thing no people weren't people weren't coming out people weren't saying right there was this right. one there was this one guy who had an inhaler it was pre the L word. What's L word? It's your the L word, oh, the TV the show. TV show. Oh, I'm like, what? Lying? It was pre Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> coming out. So, so I think she mm-hmm. came out like probably the year before. So, right. So, so there's this one guy who 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 couldn't hack it for some reason. He pulled an inhaler out. I'm like, dude, you're not supposed to have inhalers, man. He's like, I don't want to be here anymore. He wants to get. He wants to get. He wanted to get kicked out. Yeah. And so me and my homeboy Pacer. We said, uh, hey, here's one of our instructors' name was Bowles, and he looked like the Russian who fought Rocky, Dolph Lundgren, right? Oh and we said, hey, dude, why don't you go out to start Bowles, whip his dick out, and just start sucking him right oh then and there? God. I bet you anything, anything, they'll kick you out for that. So, whenever there's a bunch of dudes, my experience in the military was it was nothing but we were talking about everybody's the, an F word. There were gay jokes, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. So, we, we'd yeah. be in the shower. Me, we you showered by the bed you were in. So me and my homeboy Pacer, which is what I named my son after Pacer, we were in the shower. And this guy named this guy named, we call him Buzzard, right? Because he looked like a buzzard. He was always so every time we saw him, we go. Rah, always, oh, so when we were in there, and he was saying he was a Wiccan. You know what a Wiccan is? Like the church yeah. thing, the the nature. Mm, yeah. So I was saying, so so what, what, you went to Satan church today, and he's a and tree like, witch. It's Wiccan, and he was. And so we'd be in there, and then Pacer said, "Hey Buzzard, stop looking at my dick." <laughs> Yeah. And, then, and then so I started yelling that. So every time Buzzard went in there, we would all yell, hey, Buzzard, stop looking at my dick. So there was no, there were just. But it wasn't serious. No, no. It wasn't a serious accusation. No. In front of Everybody. a superior officer. All right. So no. Kelsey, do you want to tell the people about how, like your situation, about how Don't Ask, Don't Tell was taken more seriously in your particular situation? Situation, Yeah, because like I, I, I never really took Don't Ask, Don't Tell as seriously as I guess I probably should have. Um, well, it was different too because you were in the Air Force and because you're a woman. It, it's a it, different. It's a it different situation. Seemed, it seemed like it was going to be very lax. Like I had a bunch of friends that like it was one of those like under unspoken understandings. Right. Um, but like at a certain nobody was asking exactly. But like at a certain point, like they, you know, we started making jokes and stuff and like talking about it. It was no big deal. No one cared as far as my friends went. However, my roommate in um, tech school, um, who I also went to basic training with, so we'd known each other that thus far our entire military careers. Like I was. <laughs> I'm just very naive and just too trusting of a person. Um, I had a conversation with my roommate. I was like, hey, um, I feel like we're, you know, cool. I want to be honest with you. Um, like, I kind of, like, basically just came out to her. Right. And, like, I don't know, shortly thereafter, she went to um, our first sergeant, which is, like, a few ranks higher than she should have gone in our chain of command right and um she was gunning for you she had a she had a point yeah so like after that um i get called into legal and 
they're like, do you know why you're here? And I'm like, I have no idea. The only thing I can think of is I had some speeding tickets <laughs> in New Mexico. Right. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. that and there was a great I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> I already paid them. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know, you know. So, but, um, after that, it was the prosecuting attorney who would call me into legal and, like, was questioning me about all this stuff. And I was like, what? I have no idea what's going on. So I had to I had to get an attorney and, like, go through this weird, like, I don't know. We were working toward not a trial but a hearing in front of all these mm-hmm. other officers. But... um my roommate at the time went through the hearing first, I believe, and then the alleged person that, or the person that I had allegedly like had some kind of relationship with homosexual um, conduct is what they call it, isn't it? In the, exactly. In the yes. Um, they they called her into um, the hearing second and. It was a really shitty situation because um, she was married but separated from her husband, had mm-hmm. a child, and she wanted another kid. She ended up hooking up with some other um, sergeant in at the base that we were stationed at. Right. And she got pregnant. So she shows up to the hearing with a belly. And mm. so obviously the... The, Obviously, she's the not office. a lesbian. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, she's not gay because she's pregnant. Yeah. And uh, so, like, after talking with my attorney, I'm like, what do I need to do because I'm next right. up for this hearing? Right. Um, so did you have to get a paternity test? <laughs> <laughs> so did well, you- tell, the, tell, tell the audience how old you are. I'm 30. <laughs> All right, so this this whole don't ask, don't tell, like... I was 20 whenever I was in the military. Sexuality discrimination so. thing. Yeah. In the was, military, it's not that old. It's really not. Um, I mean, like... 2000... I have friends that are... 10 or 11 was when they repealed don't ask, don't tell. It was, it was 2010 because 2010. I was... It was, like, literally nine months before you were discharged. Yeah. Or after. I, I couldn't have milked it that long right. to stay right. in. And I, well, and and I mean, it, most of our audience kind of knows, I think, who both me and Paul are. And a lot of our aunts have have already seen you. And it's like, obviously, she's gay. Like, there's <laughs> this no... This haircut, come on. Yeah. You could have you milked, what, this woman's breast after she gave birth? Or what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I think she could have done that. But. <laughs> well, let, me, let me ask you a question. Did you, did you and her have... Were y'all, did y'all, uh, did, were, did y'all mess around? I, I'm talking 90s term. Did y'all, sure, did y'all mess around? Did y'all? Were you going together is what Paul was asking. <laughs> were y'all steady? No. Um, yeah, we okay. were, we were dating and okay. hooking up and whatever. Like, her roommates were cool. They were like, yeah. all right, well, I'm going to go to the gym, you know, yeah. <laughs> text me okay. whenever y'all are okay. done kind of thing. That's uh, Okay. Wow, man, and why did she, why do you think she went and told, for for lack of a better phrase? I have no idea, because the crazy thing is, like, um, after, I'm trying to think, um, at some point, I don't know, my attorney told me this, this is what she said, um, she was like, well, I didn't want her to get kicked out of the military, and my attorney was like, 
bitch, what do you think was yeah. going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the the reason behind it. I don't. I I don't understand it, but like, I'm I'm kind of grateful that it happened. Mm-hmm. Like with yeah, because of the way things have turned out. Yeah, but that's it's. I guess you, well, you were still in tech school, so maybe you maybe she and I'm but here I am playing devil's advocate, where I didn't realize how the military is not tolerant of 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 really anything. There's no yeah. There's really no second chances. Mm-hmm. It's if mm-hmm. you mess up, you mess up. We can. I was talking to my friend the other day who's still in, Fiesel. He was telling me that, well, we were talking about how three people, let's say you have three airmen in the shop, and Mm -hmm. the first airman comes in, let's say, hungover, right? That airman will get written up. Maybe maybe a warning. Mm -hmm. Second airman will get an LOC letter of counseling. Third airman will will get an LOR, have to go to, have to speak to the first sergeant, go through some type of, I'm talking about me, right? So <laughs> I feel like you're projecting. So, so, but there's no, there's no consistency with that. It's, it's. There's really not. Everything is it, very inconsistent. Right. Once they see, here, you have the, the, the UCMJ and you have. Which the, for everyone out there listening, if you're not in the military. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. UCMJ is the Uniform Code of Military yeah. Conduct. Yeah. Or military justice. justice. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, I just don't understand what you had to gain for that. I think about that a lot now with with the places I worked in the oil field where us drivers are like, I mean, we gossip more than school children, man. And and. <laughs> That's just I think what that's we all do. it is. It's just like this level of immaturity. Like you got to be a fucking tattletale about all this shit that like doesn't. But what do you gain? Nothing. What do you gain? That's what the do you thing. Gain from that? No, what's nothing. no, what's super annoying and like I can't. Oh god, this kills me to this day. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so I was a medic. My roommate also in medic tech school. You have to pass your EMT test before you go into your nursing classes. I passed my EMT class and like test my roommate failed it three times and had to get reclassed which means she had to like the military had to find a different job for her to do because she wasn't qualified to be a medic Mm. so that like kills me to no end knowing that they kept someone who was not qualified to be a medic and got rid of me keeping you who passed all exactly qualifications and everything and just because of this one weird sexuality thing, which doesn't actually play into anything about right. the person that you yeah. are. I wrote right. a very strong-worded letter to my first shirt yeah. about, um, <clears throat> which I probably have a copy of it. I can go get it and the, read it. But and The uh, first sergeant <laughs> is, is the counselor. He's the one who decides uh, pretty much your punishment if it doesn't go before right. uh, uh, yeah. Well, right. I, I wrote a letter to him saying uh, kind of something along the lines of like, um, well, on on your uniform, on one side you have your um, tape that says whatever branch of military you're in. On the other side, it has your name. And I, I kind of went into this thing where like um, I wear this uniform that I'm proud to wear. On one side of it's my new family name that's right here. On the other side is my family name that I grew up with. However, um, my new family is trying to like strip this tape off of my uniform that I've worked so hard to get, right? Kind of thing, and and that you want, yeah, and that I've worked so hard for. Yeah. I mean, I've because, proven myself, right. and 
I'm obviously qualified, but you want to get rid of me and keep someone who can't pass this thing right. that they've studied so long right. for. And who's pregnant. Yuck. <laughs> Truthfully, the most Ew. grossest thing a person can be. I'm joking, man. That's, time. that's attractive for me when my wife is pregnant. Uh, okay. Well. So, anywho. Um, so, hey, this is, this is a side note here. With the, with the dorms y'all were in, they mm-hmm. were the, the dorms that had the, the doors to the outside, like a Motel 6, right? Ours weren't. Y'all were the inside ones? In tech school, no. Um, like, in basic training, there was just, like, one door that led to the main dorm. Uh-huh. Yeah. But um, tech school, no. It was, like, a regular college dorm, you so know, pretty the, much. So, the doors were facing the inside. Mm-hmm. So, when I was there in 97, the medical squadron the doors are facing the outside so that would make it easy because no one could really i mean see what you're doing or anything yeah well i was a weapons troop and i was in hallway 1b east and 363rd we used to call it the beast there was shit they used to shit in ziploc bags and put it in the door and <laughs> penny lock people in there and have towel fights people gross. used to man there's a whole bunch of stuff no no like stuff going on it was to, fun man. <laughs> to get in and out of the dorm you had to like scan your cat yeah. card oh. That was a thing. So like, like they had accountability. They knew who was in and out. But one of my friends was brilliant. She got her like just like driver's license uh-huh. instead of her cat card, and when like it would still beat wow. the thing, but it, since it wasn't her cat card and wouldn't register that she had left, it would show that she was still there, and she could go leave the dorm and do whatever that's the smart. fuck she wanted. Smart. I was like, damn, bitch, that's, that's smart. smart. So what you do? What you do when you got out? What what? I mean, I would be pissed off, number one. I probably would be given out. So after you got out, what did you think? Like, okay, so your original plan for your life was to be in the military. So after that, that what was your your thing that you wanted to be when you grew up? Like, what was your adult career decision that you made after that? Um, after that, yeah, I was, um, I was pissed off, um, and really depressed at the same time. Um, I did... I was like, this has got to be some kind of sign that I need to do some kind of advocating. So I'm, right. I, uh, I, I joined like a, a couple different groups that did some DADT like repeal, um, advocating HRC. Um, what is all that? Um, human rights campaign. Um, I kind of like they actually um, flew me out from because I was at the time I was living in Clovis. Uh-huh. In New Mexico, and uh, they flew me from Clovis to Washington, D.C. to to do this, like, Veterans Lobby Day Mm -hmm. thing. Right. And I got to talk to different senators from from New Mexico and, like, tell them, like, hey, please vote to repeal Don't Ask, Don't Tell because this is unconstitutional. Right. And stuff like that. Um, That's what D.A.D.T. means. There's no point. There's no. I was like, what is D.A.D.T., man? What kind of. Well, and there's no point. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to not allow gay people in the military because it's like, look, as a gay person, even before I knew I was a gay person, there's no way I was ever going to serve in the fucking military. There's no way. (laughs) So if a gay person wants to serve in the military and, and, you know, sacrifice their life for this country that doesn't give a fuck about them, just let them do it. My boy Fiesel said that one of the hardest working troops he ever had was this black gay dude. And this guy was just, he was... 
he was relentless. Whatever the job was, yeah. he's like, I'm in it. Let's do yeah. it. And he's, I'm not that hardworking. I think if anybody <laughs> wants to serve in the military, you should just let them. Unless they're so crazy that they're going to fucking pull a full metal jacket uh-huh. on anybody else in their unit. Just let them do it. Well, but for, for, for males, this is what we were talking about and how... There's that stereotype where gay males are, are weak. Gay males yeah, are... And they're this, effeminate. Right. And this dude... And, and you know, effeminate and feminist, like, anything that is associated with women is is also seen as, like, a weak trait. But yeah. that's not that's yeah. not true at all. Because women will protect right. anybody that they love above anything else. Like, if you if you meet a woman, you know that, like, if she... If she, she's going to protect her man yeah. and she's going to protect her kids above anything else in the entire world. Like a hyena. The hyena, oh, and the yeah. hyena is the, the, the woman, is the male, the female species is the dominant species. Yeah. Is the dominant gender. The female species, the female gender. Because that's, just, you know what? I don't know science. What am I talking <laughs> about, man? I don't. Well, Paul, they don't listen to the podcast for you knowing about science. D-A-D-T. That was, I was like, what the hell is D-A-D-T? Don't ask. <laughs> don't tell. Why do we got to put an acronym but on we're everything? we're asking and we're military. selling. So... Yeah. Um, while she's while she's over there, there's another thing we used to say about the the medical squadron is we said ether ether is that what they used to put to put you down to knock you out? Is that a medical thing? The ether we used to say the ether bunny and 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 oh. so we used to pull our pockets out yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the ether yeah. bunny and uh, that's what we used to do dudes to dudes. We right. would talk about. Um, it's just a joke, Ether Bunny. I had no idea. Did y'all use Ether over there, Kelsey? Did y'all use Ether in 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 medical school or in tech school? No, we did not. Who used Ether? I've heard that the the dental dental school, dental tech school. I don't know if they still do, but like the like the I read a book about like uh, military medics, like in history, like all branches. I know they did it back in World War Two. Oh, okay. okay. But since then, I have no, no idea. Because right. I was telling Kels, I was telling Selena that we say something about the medical squadron. Say the Ether Bunny over there. Ether Bunny. No. Okay. So <laughs> you heard that? No, but um, our squadron was predominantly female. So they yeah, of and we were the medics. They they called us the Med Hose. I'm just saying. I'm just saying the Meadows. The Med Hose. Oh, I like that. So. What do you remember your squadron number? Um. Oh God, no! I know it was eight eighty second. I don't know. It was like three something. Yeah, mine was three sixty third. Do you remember the chant y'all would say when you were watching in the morning? Did y'all run in the morning and watch <laughs> yes, it? Yes, we did. Do you yeah, remember that did. at all? Um, eight eighty second, second to none. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> okay, here's. here's- it was like. 324? 324? I have no idea. Give me that bun. Is that what it was? <laughs> give me that ether bunny. <laughs> I did it. Because ours was, ours would go 363. I wasn't give me that cunt because we're all lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, no. 363, haven't you heard? And then Nobody's heard nothing the, about well, that, Paul. We heard a lot of stuff, <laughs> and we try to keep that in the beasts, in 1B East. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of shit in bags. I'm telling you, man. There's so besides a- besides oh, getting that cunt, what are your other hobbies? What are the things like? Okay, so that was Kelsey. You know, ten years or so ago. What is what is yeah. who is Kelsey now? What does she like to do? Uh, I really love craft beer. That is like 
my my main interest really um testing the product and learning about it um that's what that's what your job that y'all do that yeah well kind of like um okay so the main job i have is i'm the front of house manager right. at growler usa we have 100 not, growler yeah shout mm-hmm. out to growler hey griffin we don't say shout out on this yeah we say head not. shout out to play out man it's just is a it play out oh, hey, yeah so it's just a head not like like no, you can't. What am I talking about? It's head nod. D A D T head nod. D A D T head nod. Oh god. Oh, that's horrible. That's horrible. That's horrible. So y'all, y'all. Y'all try the beer out. They, they, you, you. I guess you would need to know. You get to try almost yeah. any beer that's up there. Yeah, pretty much. Because yeah, I have, I have guests like asking me all the time, like, "Have you tried all these what beers?" What is this taste like? Yeah, oh, let me find out. Exactly. Yeah, well, for free. Yeah, like I've, I've sampled pretty much everything we have, which is a hundred taps. And Holy shit! Yeah, we've, <laughs> we've got a lot, and so people are like bring me whatever i'm like okay this is a trick question what styles do you like what do you usually drink because like everyone has their like kind of set thing like me like if i had a person come up to me and be like i like this this and this i'm picky about this and yeah i can i can help you i'll find something that you like we have a hundred options okay so let me throw this out this stuff i tell you uh, do you have something that's like a, a wet dog with hints of almond and a little bit of afterbirth? Would you? Would you? <laughs> really okay. You should not be eating any of those things. <laughs> so you're so you're a um, you're a beer version of a sommelier. Sort of. Um, right. I'm actually. That's called a cicerone. It's cicerone. Like, she's a cicerone. I'm, I'm not a cicerone. You're a cicerone. She's going to be a cicerone. I'm, I'm a cicerone. You're a sissy. We're all cicerones. I'm a sissy. You're just- <laughs> I'm a cicerone. <laughs> My name is Ron, and I'm He's a cicerone. He's a sis who loves macaroni. <laughs> so it's a cicerone. Yeah, a cicerone. And so, is that French? Because uh, a sommelier is prob- French. I, I, Probably. 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 I know <laughs> whatever language it is, it means like teacher or something. I can't mm. remember what it is. But um, there there's a Cicerone program and there's like four different levels. The first one is like a certified beer server. That means, you know, like the basic flavor profiles of things, you mm. know, like kind of the history of where this particular okay. beer came from, the ingredients, what kind of like flavors like a malt is um like Britannomyces which is like the wild um like bacteria wild that you can Britney grow Spears. <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> free. Hashtag free <laughs> that you can put in Hashtag beer that makes Britney. it sour yeah. All the time. um different yeasts like what what tastes yeasty what what's wheat um, different Yeast infections. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nasty. You know. That's what got you kicked out in the first place. Dang it! So what did you say? You said the first one was a scientific name. It sounded weird. Um, Britannomyces. Holy shit! It's Ray a bacteria. It's a wild bacteria that grows that you can put in beer that makes it kind of sour. Sour beers are a new thing that just started, and it's become really popular. Like I know Selena and I really love sour Na- beers. Oh, I love a sour. Yeah, Name like one. a Goza. 
Gorilla Bagoza. Ooh, Gorilla Bagoza. Goza. What is it? Monkey. Sour. It's Victory Brewing Sour Monkey. That one is my favorite beer of all time because it tastes like an apple and an olive at the same time. It's amazing. Ooh, I could drink that for the rest of my life. It's really good on tap, but we found a bottle of it that had been barrel aged in oak barrel or Chardonnay. If it's Sour Monkey. And um, it's it's a it's a triple. It's like Belgian triple, but sour. It's, it's yeah. like a higher concentration of alcohol. It's so good, but it's sour. So like, what's and that? Because I'm Mexican. <laughs> what's that dragon's so milk good. I had? That's, That's a stout. stout. Yeah. So is that like I like dark heavy dark beer? Stout. You want to go like for coffee. stouts and porters? Yeah, 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 yeah. because you like coffee, you want to go for stouts and porters. Uh-huh. Um, next time if you come in and growler sometime. Uh-huh. And Try. you don't get so drunk that your wife has to drive you home. <laughs> and then I break And you don't glasses. break my glass. Yeah, glasses. And fuck up the Jenga opening. game. Oh, yeah. And then I was like. <laughs> God, that yeah, was that an was eventful day. That oh, that was fun. fun. And then Tabitha, I don't, I don't know if I said, whenever Tabitha showed up, she said, yeah, whenever I showed up, I said, hold on, you were there? She's like, yeah. She said, yeah, you don't remember? I said, no. She said, you kept on telling me, hey, there's Steven's ex-girlfriend. Hold on. Oh, shit. <laughs> Is that your ex girlfriend? That's probably my bad. That's probably my bad. That's probably my bad. You, I thought, at the time, damn. who knows? <laughs> but I said, man, that was I was being an asshole. I'm sorry. Well, it's the, I mean, anything. yeah. So it's I, uh, alcohol talking. So the so the stout. So someone like me, I would say, hey, I like coffee and mm-hmm. I like dark beer, and then you would make a suggestion mm-hmm. based off of that. Mm-hmm. So can you try like little, little Yeah, we cups? got like little like one ounce samples you can try. Man, that cool. way you don't have to commit to like a whole pint or whatever. Dude, that dragon's milk knocked me on my ass, man. <laughs> yeah, stouts and porters can be really strong. Like that's what I love about winter because I love stouts and porters. And like, winter, is that what you said? Yeah, during the winter, because they're usually a higher alcohol volume, whenever it's colder weather, you get more beers that have a higher alcohol content because it's like it makes you quote well, feel warm yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. and one the and the whole thing about stouts is like it's a lot easier to do to um it's a lot easier to disguise the higher alcohol content in an alcohol mm-hmm. in a beer that already is kind of strong like mm-hmm. a stout versus a beer that's like a hefeweizen right. or a goza or something like that that's kind of a light flavored beer mm-hmm. uh, it's a little bit more difficult to kind of disguise the high alcohol content in a beer like that versus something that's like a stout which is like it's already a beer that has a whole lot of flavor mm-hmm. so you're it's got not a lot of complexities in yeah, its flavor yeah, profile yeah. oh I'm scared of that definition right there <laughs> yeah so, sure. what is, so what is a, a Scheinerbach Scheinerbach it's, it's a box it's a beer for bitches <laughs> No, it's actually named after the country in, I want to say, Germany mm-hmm. that it was mm-hmm. created in. Um, it's it's lighter than a porter. Das Scheinerbach? It's, it's between like an amber and a porter. Mm-hmm. It's kind of dark. You get some malty yeah. sweetness out of it, but it's not too heavy that it's just like you where you can only just like have one, one or two. We went to that brewery in uh in Shiner, Texas, Shinerbach, and they give you I wooden need to tokens. Go to that one. Yeah. And they uh I think it's eight ounce cups mm-hmm. and um I kept one of those wooden tokens, but so I drank three eight ounce one and man, I was feeling good. I, was mm-hmm. like, I didn't break anything. In Too that. good. Because I, I wasn't had, I wanted I wanted I wanted I was in shape, man. I was still in the military, so I was I was doing my reserve time, but uh, I, I, I like dark beer. It really started with Shinerbach, and mm-hmm. then 
from there anything anything dark. But that makes sense what you're talking about with the with the cold with the cold weather because in the cold when it's cold I drink hot coffee and then in mm-hmm. in, yeah. in, in the summer well, it's something that's like a shiner box that's something like I mean anything that's like darker mm. some kind of uh, like stout or something no. like that that's gonna be a lot more comfortable drinking than like or a even Goza. like a barrel aged mm-hmm. yeah beer oh my gosh yeah. those are insane what do you think about those spritzer beers that the, oh, the seltzer for pussies <laughs> that's what they're for Keep on look talking. and this is coming from a girl who is a pussy look it's, I love a sour beer but I can't drink a fucking seltzer I can't no. do it. I don't I'll, like I'll them. drink a seltzer. I can't do just, it. Just be like, if I'm. F- what am I drinking a seltzer for? All these extra <laughs> calories. Just give me a shot of vodka. <laughs> like, if I'm kind of full I'm not off a of baby. Eating. I'm a grown ass woman. <laughs> don't I give can- me this bullshit. <laughs> I can do a seltzer, like, if I'm, like, really full after a meal because, like, because it's not brewed with yeah. wheat or any kind of, like, grain, it's not going to make you feel bloated and full. So you can just like nah. knock those back. That's why everyone loves those yeah. um white, white claws. White claw, yeah. Yeah. Do you drink do you drink a beer every day? Yeah, pretty you much. <laughs> pretty Dude, much. I drank a beer the other day and it won one dosekis and it I mean I had to really work Shit. on finishing it, man. I'm like, ah, there you go. <laughs> well like okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> And I'm over here drinking like a tall boy of Dos Equis, just well, casual. <laughs> whenever I was sick, Paul's a like, big fat pussy. <laughs> Keep when on I, talking. Right. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> whenever I was sick, like there was probably like a month where I didn't have a beer. And I was really yeah. sad about it. Mm. And yeah. then like finally I go back, I start going back to work like slowly. Well, no, because I, I went to, um, I went to. LBK by myself and I like begged them for an eight ouncer yeah. of their small batch Saturday. It was the Chilton Head Nod LBK. Yeah. Head Nod LBK. Always. Yeah. <laughs> it was some it was some kind of Chilton uh Chilton it Goza? It was, no, it was yeah, they have a Chilton Cucumber. Whip beer. Cucumber Chilton. Cucumber Chilton Whip beer at at LBK yeah. that I was like, please give me this. My wife has been in the hospital. She hasn't had a beer. Please let this be her first beer. <laughs> what do yeah. you mean small batch? What are you talking okay. about? At LBK, so, they do a small batch Saturday. So yeah. every Saturday they have a brand new small batch kind of experimental beer that's like mm. kind of different than the regular beers that they do. I mean, LBK is our favorite. It's not my favorite. It's a great, at least, it's a sure. great local Lubbock brewery that they have. Yeah. Like, they're very creative. Yeah. There, I mean, and you know, it's kind of expensive, but yeah. it's. I mean, it's also like totally you're gonna it. get something. Yeah, you're definitely gonna get something that's worth it. You're definitely gonna get something that's different than you've ever tried mm-hmm. before. If you're a real, if you're a real like craft you know, beer, beer craft yeah. beer yeah. aficionado, then you're definitely gonna get something there that you're gonna appreciate, and that's gonna. Mm-hmm. Be something that stands out amongst anything else that you've ever Man, had before. Ten years ago, I'd have been hell yeah. Now it's it's. Between, now you choose, can barely make it. If I <laughs> let me choose, give you what the cate that's in the fridge right now and see what happens. If We're I, have your wife pick you up. She's gonna be pissed off because she's asleep. If, <laughs> if I had to, if I had to choose, you said, "Boy, there's this there's this local brewery that does small batch stuff, and there's this." New coffee house that they do Japanese iced coffee. Right. You're gonna um, want the coffee, dude. I, <laughs> right. I mean, I can't. Right. It's, I get it. But I mean, I was there at one point where me and my brother-in-law we would try different beers, <clears throat> whatever. Any, we we just enjoyed it, and mm-hmm. we've just gotten. I guess that comes with age for us. I never thought I would be. I used to drink a lot of beer, mm-hmm. and and I don't. Well, I don't now. I just I don't have. 
an appetite or a desire for it. I, I, mm-hmm. If you pull out a beer and I'm going to be anywhere, I'm like, yeah, cool. I'll have one. But it doesn't, I don't, if you say, hey, Paul, I got this coffee, I'll go drive for that coffee. You go know what I'm saying? Coffee. So, yeah. Golden Stripe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's why I get my, I get my coffee. They have that not like, iced coffee, golden, like it's like an iced, it's a cold brew coffee from Golden Stripe that has like a little bit of lemon in it. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I felt like oh, I was on yeah. crack cocaine when I was on that coffee. <laughs> it was did. so good. I was like, "Look, was I so can't do strong. nothing else for the rest of the day." I've been getting that Ethiopian. <laughs> so good, man! It was so good. I've been getting that Ethiopian coffee from them, but in the summer, let me tell you about this Japanese iced coffee. While we're talking about that, so if you take just regular, and this is the stuff that that interests me. Like, I mean, I'm excited right now talking about this shit. So this is so if you take if you take a regular coffee, right, and you put it over ice, that's just iced coffee. This is right. Japanese iced coffee, and this comes where. When after World War II, Jap- Japan doesn't have, they don't have coffee of their own. They don't have all this stuff. So they're working with what they had, this coffee that was going stale. And so how can we get the most? How can we make the most out of what we have? So what they would do, let's say you use 16 ounces of coffee, uh, 16 ounces of water for whatever coffee you're going to make. You would half that. You would put half of the eight ounces of ice, eight ounces of water. And you would put the eight ounces in, let's say you're doing a pour over, okay? Mm-hmm. Eight ounces in the in the glass, in the jar, whatever you're doing. Put the coffee grounds up top and then heat that water and you would pour over. So the heated coffee would drip straight onto that ice, which creates a bit of a shock. You see in those right. cooking shows, right. whenever mm-hmm. they take the from the boiler, the, the Blanch cabbage. Blanch it and then put it in an ice yes. bath. Yeah. Right. So that's what this is doing. And it's very light and airy. It's like a tea with mm. the same amount of caffeine. Holy Ooh. shit! I want one right now, man. So, and I'm asking people videos of this guy. I can named make you some Vietnamese Julia. coffee. What is, I think what Paul is that? has like a half jab right now. <laughs> at least, <laughs> yeah, at least. Hold up, that's <laughs> gross. I can't. I mean, I can't find it. I can't find it. But it's there. That's real gross. What do you mean, Japanese? Right under his gut. <laughs> Why are you doing your questions, Paul? What do you mean Vietnamese? There's a Vietnamese coffee that we make that has a little specialized coffee filter, and there's like a specific brand of coffee that we make to make the Vietnamese mm-hmm. coffee with. Um, it's very strong and very bitter, but you yeah, put but condensed, you put condensed milk in it. Yeah, it's real good. What I'm trying to say is, you that have, you've like had the latte. Cuban, you've had the Cuban at Tova. No. No, you told oh, me about that. Well, you that. need to get yeah. the Cuban Atova, and that's I, what it tastes I, like. Edna Atova. What I'm trying to say is, if I had, if I won a lottery, I would open a coffee shop that would double as a little comedy spot as well, nonstop. So cool. especially at night. Right. So, so what would you do if you won the lottery, babe? Me. <sighs> oh, for those of you who don't know, which is like two of you, <laughs> Kelsey is my wife. <laughs> That's yes. why she's on the show. Cut that, edit it, and put it at the beginning. Yeah. We'll <laughs> hey, welcome. That. Kelsey's my wife. <laughs> but what would you do if you won the lottery? If I won the lottery, I would pay off all of my debts. I'd get my tuition paid. I'd pay mm-hmm. off your car. I'd get myself a new car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'd buy my brother a car. Ted Nod, Colin Snipes. Colin. Um, I'd... While I'm at it, might as well pay off my sister's car, head right. not Brit Snipes. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I would try to pay off any debts of, like, my grandmother, Nana. I know you're not going to listen to this, but <laughs> head not Nana. I'm sure I would, she would if she, if she could figure out how to listen could, to it. She yeah, definitely would. She totally would. She's a sweetie. She'd be like, Miss Kelsey, I know you're saying curse words, but I'm really happy for you. <laughs> and who's she this would. charming masculine? 
<laughs> Maybe not that. Maybe not that. So, I'd, I'd uh, pay off my grand, my nana's debts. Um, I mean, if anyone else in my family like needed help, yeah. I'd pay that. I mean, yeah. I help out your dad. Right. So, um, do you think that's after that? Hold on, I'm not done. I'd yeah. be, I would buy myself some Louboutin sneakers. Mm. For sure, I want some red bottoms, oh. and uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'd I'd probably try to save and invest the rest of it if I could. I don't know. I'd I'd get us a projector right. for so, the living so do you room. Think, <laughs> like well, all some the, stupid all the, stuff, like generosity that you're talking about, like. <laughs> That's definitely how people are going to remember you, right? It's just about how how kind of a person you are, how, like, you're just fucking nice. I would yeah. hope you're so. You're way too fucking nice to be <laughs> married to somebody am. like me. It's a I blessing agree. and a curse. Like, I'm just too yeah, nice. Definitely. Because, like, it's a blessing because, like, people are like, oh, you know me. I'm so grateful that you're, like, and, like helping me out doing all this stuff. And then, like, it's a curse because people take advantage of mm, me. Yeah. Like, in well, the military, and, whenever my yeah. mermaid goes well, straight to our first shirt. Even when we were in the in the hospital, you didn't want to complain to the nurses about anything until I was like, hey. <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah, so this is, yeah. like, a perfect example. I was, like, I don't know how many days in I was in my stay at the hospital, like, because I was there for 10 days. But, uh... It was probably like maybe day five ish, four or five, and um, because of my the virus that I had, um, meningitis. For those of you who has been yes. uh, listening yeah. to our previous episode, she had meningitis. It was, it was viral, meningitis. viral meningitis, and uh, because of the virus that I had, um, it had affected my the ocular nerve in my left eye, and I lost vision. Um, in my left eye for a few days and whenever I noticed it like one day I was like because I was doing like the whole like winky blinky thing like closing my left eye and then my right and uh, I was like babe I can't see out of my left eye. <laughs> this was like, but this was like right <laughs> after the nurses left the room. Like, she had to go to the bathroom. The nurses had come in to like check her vitals and all the shit. And like twenty seconds after the nurses left, she was like. Hey, Selena. And I was like, uh, yeah, what's up? And she's like, I can't see out of my left eye. And I was like, well, why the fuck didn't Did you, you tell, tell the, the nurses, nurses that? <laughs> they were just in here. And I was like, but they're already gone. It's fine. I'll wait I like, until they I come can't, back. I can't help you. So how is your eyeball? Right now, it's She's good, good now. Eight yeah. ball is good now. It's good. I like it's it. It's pretty much back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know that I've told the audiences, but I've been calling you eight ball because... <laughs> She has a steroid in her eye that, like, moves around, and it kind of looks like the little triangle in a magic eight ball when you're it shaking it around. It looks like a sprinkle that you put on your ice cream. Yeah. Like, okay, so I went to an ophthalmologist, and in order to get the inflammation in my ocular nerve to go down, they had to give me steroids. Well, right. they numbed my eye. And then gave me a shot directly in my eyeball of the steroid. It was like real clockwork orange shit. Like, yeah, it freaked her really out. fucking creepy. They had to give, like, this, like, pretty much like a speculum thing that would, like, hold my eyelids open while they give me this shot. And, um, like, the shot's supposed to last, like, two to four months. And it just looks like a little sprinkle, like, floating on the inside of my eye, which is really freaky because, like, whenever... If if the room is kind of like dimly lit yeah. and I look to the left and then quickly look back to center, you can see you can see this little sprinkle thing like float in the pupil of yeah. my eye. It looks That's freaky. Just calling you eight ball. Yeah. <laughs> can, hey, can I end with two questions? Two more questions. Go ahead. Yeah. Number one, what's going on with your stand up? 
<laughs> oh man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've still been writing, yeah. but I just haven't performed. I don't no. know. Work or just don't want to? Don't nerve? Don't do it. What is it? I don't know really. Like with work, yeah, like yeah. it kind of makes me exhausted. But I don't. I don't know. Like is it because you think, don't want to seem hack because there's already another lesbian in there? So like, <laughs> exactly. Oh, there's right. I think, I think a big this. part of it is like. Honestly, Kelsey is the kindest, most generous uh-huh. person I've ever known in my life. Uh-huh. And I know a lot of people, but I think it's just Kelsey is so nice. She doesn't want to take away the one thing that I have. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> honestly, Kelsey is a better person than me, and she's funnier, and she's yeah. smarter, and she's kinder. Everything that, you know. She's like Selena 2.0. Yeah, for sure. So I think this is, this is the one thing that she's not going to. Like, try to outshine me and because she honestly outshines me in everything that I do. No, just because she's a better person. I mean, she's honestly just a better person. It doesn't bother me. I'm happy that she is. I'm, yeah. I'm honestly really grateful. And, like, with her being in the hospital and everything, it was it was the hardest thing that I think we've ever been through. And we've been through yeah. some shit together. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. It was just really, it was really scary. And even if she lost her vision and her left eye for the rest yeah. of her life, that was the least of my worries. Oh, yeah. I wasn't even, like, that concerned. Like, it sucked, but it was like, yeah. I just, as long as I it's, like still know who I am and, like, yeah. act the same. Yeah. I want to go back to when you were saying how bad of a person you are compared to Kelsey. I hope you don't. <laughs> I hope you didn't expect me to say, oh, no, Selena, stop. Stop. No. I was like, keep on going, motherfucker. Keep on going. Keep on <laughs> One last thing. No, I know that's true. That she's definitely, she's I'm definitely a, a better person than I am, for sure. One last thing. I think, I for think sure. maybe we can end this. Selena, you tell me is, is describe yourself, Kelsey, in one to five words. Who you are, your, your, your essence, your My essence, my genesis. Yes. <laughs> Who is Kelsey Ashland Snipes besides real white? Real white, yeah, very Caucasian. Two I'm words. Burn indoors. That's so bad. Um, I'd say kind or nice for sure. Um, considerate, good listener. Um, compassionate. Yeah. That yeah. just got five words. I was ready to stop you. Like, hold on, don't throw a stick. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> stop. <laughs> That's your limit. <laughs> Yeah. Let's go. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's it, Selena. That's, I, that's, it. that's what I got. Kelsey, it was good, man. Good free cool. flowing yeah. convo. Yeah. Thanks, Selena. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, y'all. Support local comedy. Follow sure. us. Follow us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Follow Kelsey on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Kelsey underscore Snipes. Is that a question mark? Know, I don't remember <laughs> what it is. Social media types. On, Go to on, on Twitter, you're uh, red lace, red lace Oxford, Oxford. Oh, yeah. because she's racist and she likes fancy clothes. Hold on, is that my handle? <laughs> no, I just love shoes. Anyways, so much. Follow my wife. Uh, definitely go to. Uh, Growler USA. We yeah. have a comedy show there mm-hmm. every third Saturday of the month, right after the laugh show. off. Definitely check that out. Go see Kelsey at Flippers Tavern and also Growler USA and come get give her a beer some money. From me. Yeah, <laughs> definitely come get a beer from her so you can help fund this podcast and also <laughs> and I guess follow Paul if you, if you wanna, wanna if you wanna hear about some yeah. 
Can racism. I'm do a quick head you know, nod. Yeah, for sure. Go ahead. To like one of my favorite breweries, like yeah. head nod to Colin Snipes and Brian Schultz at Denton County Brewing Nobody Company. Nobody in Denton has listened to this Hell podcast, yeah. but thank you. Tag them. Tag them and they will listen. Tag them and they will come. Not, not see Colin. them. But That's good. Yeah. All right. Thank you, honey, for being on the show. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Kelsey. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a good time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Later. Whenever I was sick, like, big fat pussy. <laughs> Keep on I, talking. Right? <laughs>